Hello, and welcome to the podcast about Transformers comics, toys, and everything in between. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts here. Hi, I'm Computron. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. Moving on with our comic discussion today takes us to IDW Transformers Chaos Volume 7. And as always, spoiler warning, because why would you want to spoil it? So, if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you go back, read it, then come back and listen to the podcast. Now, prepare yourselves, listeners. This may be a long one, as this is the last volume of Phase 1 of the IDW continuity, and we got lots to talk about before we can do that. I've heard from some of the Earthlings that if you click that like button on this video or subscribe, that really helps us grow, and we really appreciate that. Thank you. Now, onwards with the podcast. Both Computron and myself have read this series already, but this is Kilobyte's first time, and we are excited to hear his thoughts. But, again, before we can do that, Computron, do you mind telling us some fun facts? I guess. Yeah, uh, so... First things first, you know, the usual. Issue number 24 was released August 24th, 2011, and issue 31 was released December 7th, 2011. The writers were James Roberts and Mike Costa. The artist was Livio Ramdali, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, with issue 31 having art by Casey Collar and colors by Joanna Bafuente. All right, so fun facts. In issue 26, Afterburner is called Nosecomb, or it's really supposed to be Nosecomb, but... He was accidentally drawn as Afterburner. In issue 28, when we see Swerve at the beginning of the issue, his left shoulder is patched up. Boy, howdy. Surely this won't end up being important much later, right, guys? Onyx? Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, in the epilogue of issue 31, what was what has happened to Cybertron and why are they on Gorlin Prime? You know, Mike Costa tells us the, this question is very interesting. I guess you're going to have to keep reading the comics. Guess we'll have to keep reading into the next phase of this uh, of the comics to find out. Now, Mr. Kilobyte, would you please give us a short summary of these comics? We'll do. The main event, the Big Kahuna. Chaos itself joins Optimus Prime's Autobots as they arrive back on Cybertron and confront Galvatron, who is planning to use the Heart of Darkness in conjunction with Vector Sigma to destroy the Void before it can emerge. Dun dun dun. And as always, this information has been taken from the wiki. Ready, gentle bots? The big kahuna. <laughs> <laughs> so we open up with the Throttlebots in a weapons research satellite being attacked by the current big bads. Cyclonus and the Sweeps. What are your thoughts on this introduction to this final volume? I like that they introduce it with some, you know, some irony, right? Because like they're sitting there bragging about, oh, I run this place and the defenses are top notch. And then like three seconds later, you see Cyclonus go, we breached your meager defenses. And like, I feel like before one of them could die, he's like, oh, the irony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's written like a comedy sitcom. Even though they're dying, but you yeah, know, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dramatic, a little funny. Yeah. It was pretty funny. It was very gruesome as well because they were, the sweeps were just clawing at them and just taking chunks apart of them as if they were like vicious insecticon-like creatures. Yeah, I just kind of want to throw this out there uh, for the readers and or listeners. 
Um, this is uh, kind of like a recurring theme with James Roberts, where you have a very kind of serious event going on, but you will get a comedy line somewhere. This is true. It will be. Well, it feels like a Marvel, human Marvel movies, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 And, and I also like that they they are acting kind of like zombies because they are reborn bots. So it kind of makes sense that they're like clawing, and breaking down walls, and like it's like a mask. Kind of reminds me of the a World War Z movie where it was just like an, an ocean of zombies. Yeah, I could see that. Super good segue here. They really make you feel bad for Sunstreaker in this comic, even though it's good to see him back. You can tell the rest of the Autobots still haven't quite forgiven him yet. See page twelve. Man, Cliff Jumper's a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. He's like super yeah. dismissive to uh, Sunstreaker. Poor Sunstreaker. Yeah. I just wanted to like reach to the comic and just slap him. But we all know how the life of Cliff Jumper goes on everything we read, see, or you know. <laughs> yeah, he's much. indestructible. You don't want to mess with him. <laughs> We're expecting karma eventually. It was very. I don't know. I didn't. It just didn't sit well. Was that a was that a joke from you, Computron? Did you say karma? I want you to understand that I'm going to actually take that and say yes, even though it was totally accidental. <laughs> but yes, it was totally incidental. Getting distracted here brings us to our next point. Galvatron has asked to have a meeting with the Autobots. And it feels very, if you're not with us, you're kind of against this kind of discussion vibe here. What are your thoughts? Sounds like Zeta. Yeah. Sounds like Zeta. It's pretty much she's trying to do the the defeat the void uh any means possible so if, if you don't follow me you're in my way and i'll just take care of it myself yeah which we we all know how that works with all the other bots to have had the similar mindset <laughs> i just kind of want to point out like when it comes to galvatron he's very good at being charismatic but military tactics yeah like yeah he wants to fight Devoid, but you know what? I'm going to pick a fight with the Autobots first. Not not the smartest move if you're trying to make peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is true. He does have an army bigger than what the Autobots have. Oh. This is true. Yeah, but the Autobots have a secret weapon. Secret weapon. What's the, what's the secret weapon, Computron? We'll, we'll talk about it later, but it... Uh... <laughs> The power of friendship. The power of <laughs> Oh, no. So, taking us to our next plot point, what did both of you think of the giant space satellite cannon that went off and burnt a hole into Cybertron? Specifically, what did you think it was trying to do when you first read this comic? I was actually a little bit more disappointed on how such a giant space satellite cannon literally had, thy quote, meager defenses. Right. I was just like, wait, (laughs) really? They easily took this thing and this thing just decided to blast a hole in Cybertron? Like, are you okay? Sure. Do you think something of like mass destruction would have better security or a better off switch? (laughs) Or or more security personnel on board because they they said that they were all scientists. So (laughs) so it's like, well... I you know, mean, but they're, they're the scientists that are there to make sure this uh, Death Star laser cannon thing 
destroys planets, I'd assume. Yeah, did they ever say what the research center was for, except for a research center? Plot plot convenience center, sorry? <laughs> I think it was a, like a last line of defense or whatever. <laughs> they needed it, really. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back to what I originally thought. I was thinking they're aiming at the Autobots at first. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, they're, they're just going to fly back and say, you know, screw this. We don't need to lose people. We're just going to blow the Autobots with the space cannon. <laughs> and they do frame it that way, right? Because they're like, oh, no, it's shot next to Optimus Prime. He must be dead. And then he's on the comm mirror panels later. It's like, no, it didn't hit us. I thought it was just making a, like, digging to get to another portal that was in, in Cybertron. Kind of like the, ah. the ones we see in the Heart of Darkness. Mm. Right. Very plot-driven here. So, <laughs> the speaking of this giant cannon, Computron, your boy... Your boy Technobot here, or Afterburner, or whatever his name is supposed to be in this comic. It doesn't matter! He's <laughs> is, is dead, the last of the, the Computron bots. It doesn't matter! Your poor son. Your poor son. This is the same time, like, they decide to, like, mind you, my Technobots go out in a blaze of glory. They because whatever Rodimus was planning was very much not a good idea. Yeah, he was going to blow up one way or another. <laughs> We're going to take this out. With what weapon? I'm going to ram it. Okay. <laughs> okay, man, you do you. <sighs> hey, wait a minute. Rodimus has used that move before. <laughs> yeah. That is true. I think he learned it from Optimus because Optimus is always ramming people. This is true, but this uh, Rodimus is using a spaceship usually most of the time. Oh, yeah, which is what what he did in uh, in the Revenge of the Decepticons. Yes, yep, Indiana Jones unit. Uh, so taking <laughs> us to our next plot point, which is a big one and probably one of my favorite scenes. Uh, Megatron escapes from the confinement of Omega Supreme. And he gets an upgrade, a bit of an upgrade, one that I would really enjoy a toy of. I'm looking at you, third parties. <laughs> What's your guys' thoughts? I'll, I'll let Computron go first. Uh, so, yeah, he has a space bridge in his chest. That's not all he gets. But uh, he has a really, he has a lot of laser swords, lots of laser swords, and a big old laser cannon from said chest as well. It almost makes you wonder why they didn't rebuild him back like that. <laughs> it's like, this isn't in my final form. Uh, when I saw it, it kind of reminded me of uh, Seda Prime. Because Seda was very bulky, very big, and he had a lot of spikes. So mm. I feel like he looks way massive and kind of looks like uh, a little bit, not as close, but very similar to Seda in, in its own way. So in my mind, I was like, you've you've become... But you've hated in a way because you're now almost looking at as him. Yeah, I could kind of see that. He's kind of got the same kind of faceplate going on. He's taken it in a whole nother direction, I feel, because he uses more swords. But I guess he does have a giant cannon like yeah. Zeta used. Yeah. I don't know. It looks cool, but I feel like the, the stealth bomber looked uh, a little bit better. This one looks... Uh... This one also looks like very Michael Bay-ish with the fallens from that movie, because yeah. they they didn't have it didn't look like metal 
plating, it just looked like spikes and uh, weird materials on them. So it kind of looks like that as well. Yeah, it did feel like the, the G1 Megatron guns morphed and you couldn't really tell his armor was from that. They just kind of shaped into whatever cool style they turned out to be rather than, you know, identifiable gun bits. Yeah. Just it, it looks a lot like rocks on his body, which, you know, <laughs> I don't make know, it I Well, it looks cool. It's just, I don't know. I feel like the, no, no, I see the smaller one. So this is the coolest Megatron, and I disagree completely with Kilobyte. <laughs> this is the coolest Megatron that ever exists. Shame on you. I'm <laughs> just kidding. It's okay. It's okay. No, it's, it's wanna, fine. Do you want to take us to our next plot point? Just before all hope is lost, the Decepticons show up and also start attacking, uh, bringing along a dead scrapper and combining into Devastator with a dead foot. Yes, the dead foot is to represent the dead scrapper, right? Yeah. I, I just, I'm like, at that point, if somebody's down, just don't combine because it's more of a weakness. <laughs> you may be a massive bot, but you still, if you don't, if you can't move, you're just a big target. Yeah, and that's that can be pretty scary. And because of that, we have some things with um, Brainstorm and Chrome Dome, which is a pretty fun interaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, with with Brainstorm and um, and Chrome Dome. They're they're like in a escape shuttle. They're trapped inside, and they're they're talking to each other. And there's some flashing lights in front of them. So like brainstorm says, if you squint, it spells out you're screwed. And and that was that was very funny because they're they're like just sitting ducks in space, and he's just trying to lighten the mood. Right. I think one of them says like it kind of looks like a a Christmas tree, and then brainstorm's like, if you squint, it spells out you're screwed, which is pretty <laughs> funny. Brainstorm is. Just like this in the upcoming comics, and I am so excited for Phase 2. Yeah, anyway. I'm happy that uh, James Roberts kind of kept those personalities. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I was going to say, they ended up getting rescued by RC, right? And, um, you know, they're like, oh no, uh, it's RC. <laughs> no one mentioned Geoxys, <laughs> not even a joke, and I'm looking at you, Swerve. <laughs> Yeah, Swerve, you keep your big mouth shut. <laughs> but thanks for letting us stay at this bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I had a double take on that when I uh, when I read Swerve and I like I crossed the page and I'm like, wait, did I just read that correctly? So I reread it and then I looked at the image. I'm like, oh, Swerve, not Whirl. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Uh, We're yeah. only much of a joker as much as Swerve is. Swerve is the guy that makes jokes in uncomfortable situations. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that uh, definitely 90s comedy, human ni- 90s, not Cybertron 90s, obviously. We we are much more funnier in our 90s anyway. Uh, <laughs> whereas World's like, he'll say the dark jokes. He's anyway, my kind of humor. Yeah, Compatron's kind of humor. So, <laughs> Devastator with the dead foot, uh, Galvatron with the army of sweeps. And yet, that is not our biggest foe to worry about at the moment. What happens next, Kilo? What happens next, Computron? What happens? You tell me, Onyx. 
I see you. I see you. I'm I'm batting you, and you throwing it back at me. I see. You. I'm a I'm a no no no. I'm passing it to Killer. Hot potato, hot potato, hot potato. Here we go. I'll catch it. I'll catch it. So, uh, the sweeps start merging into the void. So all the sweeps start kind of like stacking each other and forming this huge entity. And um, it's also affecting the Decepticons. They're also merging with all the sweeps. And they've created the Void. The Void is here, and it's ready to conquer. Just to quote the comment, it's Devoid. There's a hyphen in there somewhere. Devoid. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's a joke. It's, it's literally right out of the comic. He's like, there's a hyphen in there somewhere. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but standing in front of the Void... Is a single bot. <laughs> and that single bot is Megatron. Our savior. <laughs> yeah, so it the void is like mind controlling anyone who is a Decepticon or in Drift's case used to be a Decepticon. And you kinda see like hints to it before the com- combination happens because they start speaking binary. And yes. I'm not sure. I didn't do a translation, but maybe we'll throw something out on the YouTube what that translates to, if it translates. There were some of them that kind of didn't make any sense. I don't know. I was curious, and some of them didn't make any sense. But okay, we'll throw that up there. Uh, and it's interesting. Like Megatron's the only one that can truly resist it, and that shows you just how powerful he is. Because like all of the other ones including soundwave is dragged into this giant decepticon devoid combiner which i like the design because it looks like a bunch of bats kind of i don't know like i've seen kind of like scary uh games and different enemies and video games from human culture where it's like a swarm of creatures and they give it like a form and Mm -hmm. but you can still see it swarming and, and that's how exactly how how the void looks, and it looks very unsettling but cool at the same time. Yeah, I could see that. So, like, this is one of my favorite scenes: is where Megatron decides to team up with Prime in this moment of Cybertronian crisis, and they both decide to divide and conquer. Prime goes and hunts down Gavatron, while Megatron here literally fights a god. <laughs> yep. So good. And I think this is one of Computron's favorite quotes from Megatron in this. You want to take it from here? Which one? Are you talking about the one where he goes, nobody stands in my way? There's that one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You can have the other great quote. (laughs) Uh, Well, he just screams like, I am Megatron. And the way, I'm not doing it justice, but the the YouTube one will. Uh, Just the way it's framed... In this image, it just screams like, "This is this is Megatron, this is him." But while all this is happening, kind of segue a little bit, um, we get to the point where um, you know the people on the ship uh, are all in escape pods. And by ship, I mean uh, Brainstorm and and uh, Chrome Dome, Chrome Dome, and all that. While this is all happening, is on the ship. Uh, brainstorm and chrome dome and everybody they got rescued by rc kind of go into escape pods and (laughs) where do they point the escape pods they're like we don't have any landing and she's just like rc is just like point the ship at the planet and hit the gas (laughs) 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 
Okay. <laughs> that was very funny. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in this. Yeah, if you don't have your GPS, just point it where you want to go and hit the gas. <laughs> yeah. We'll worry about the landing later. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, snap. We finally get to this part of the plot point where Galvatron faces Optimus Prime, but it's too late. He's already released the heart of darkness into the planet's core. We lost, guys. What will happen next? What will the Autobots do to protect it? We're gone. We're all disintegrating. And this is why we said this is the last comic of the series, because this is it. Spy, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, Remember to follow. (laughs) Remember (laughs) us. Remember us. (laughs) I'm not feeling so good. <laughs> uh, what happens, Gillo? Uh Optimus and Rodimus debate on what to do. Uh, and in the end, Optimus opens his chest cavity, showing the Matrix and jumping into Vector Sigma. Because uh, the Matrix, uh, on what they discussed, has the power to fix Vector Sigma and cure it from the heart of darkness. The be-all MacGuffin. When you have a problem, <laughs> throw the Matrix at it. Throw the Matrix. Mm-hmm. we we got to make that a meme now. We're just like yeeting the Matrix at every problem. <laughs> but uh, Optimus goes in and we fade to white. We fade to white, which is very like emotional, even though it's just plain white pages. Yep. Mind you, it was Rodimus telling Optimus to do that. Once again, Optimus is dying for Optimus. <laughs> so, that's the end. Then we get thrown into an epilogue, which is very short and sweet. Um, the Matrix saves Cybertron, which then cuts to white, and then we leap into what what we can tell is the far future and unknown date of Golem Prime. Alpha Trion is telling stories to young bots. My fave scene is when one of them goes, tell us a story about how Optimus died and got all stabbed up. And Trion is just like, how do you know about that? That's not appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) And all is good. There's a very old Ironhide. There's no other characters that we know other than these two. Did you guys find any other? No, I tried to look. I tried to look and I couldn't see anybody else. Yeah, it feels like the very far future, but on like I think they're tell- not telling us on purpose. Well, right? they they talk about Megatron and Optimus being out there somewhere, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a. Uh, I think that it wasn't that I uh, like Ironhide's theory at the end yeah. once he talks to. Um, okay, so a little bit of context. There's a celebration uh, about how Cybertron was saved, and so they always have Ironhide be the guest of honor since he was there and he. You know, tell everybody what happened. And at the end, he's like, I'm tired of this. I don't want to be here. Uh, it just brings bad memories. And so he just talks with Alpha Trion and says, like, uh, I feel like they're still out there. And everybody's also scared that uh, Megatron will come back. And so they asked Ironhide if he'll protect them. He's like, of course, I am Ironhide, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very touching, but kind of kind of interested to see what happens next. Yeah. Any other thoughts from you, Computron? <laughs> I, I don't want to say any spoilers because we've already read this, but uh, this is a very bittersweet moment. <laughs> yeah, I like I like the the logo the three bots have. Yeah, it looks like it has like headphones, and 
I don't know. Kind of reminds me of a blaster for some reason. Ooh. I do like the... There's one alt mode for one of them that looks a lot of the... Uh, I think it was Silver Bolt in the Transformers War for Cybertron video game that has that alt mode. Uh, which oh, I don't right. know if it's a nod or not, but it kind of looks very cool. And I like the little the little car one. It's like a little... Yeah. Um, very adorable tone. little bots. Yeah. All right. So, Rod Star rating. I'm going to come out right on the bat here and give this one a five. I'm not going to mm. do this often, just so you know. But this is going to be my first five. And will it be my only five? Well, I guess you'll have to keep on listening to find out. What about you, Compton? I'm going to come out of the bat and give it a... Uh... Okay, so... I'm going to give it a five, but I'm up an asterisk on this one because <laughs> don't get me wrong. There are some absolutely gorgeous scenes that were done by the artist, but there are also some very hard to see squinty scenes where you're like, I can't really see what's going on kind of thing. Yeah. But other than that, this, 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 you know, five all the way. Okay. Well, looks like I'm going to be the different one today, uh, oh. but I get agree out. with Computron with the pictures that were hard to see. And for it to be the ending of phase one, I thought it would be more impacting, at least uh, story-wise. I feel like it was a lot of exposition and not a lot of um, real... Like, there's emotional scenes, but I, I was expecting a little bit more. So, I Wait, mean, you don't want Optimus to die? What's wrong with you? No, Optimus, <laughs> Optimus will always die, and he'll always come back. Uh, and if he doesn't, well, let's see what happens with that, but... It's just, uh, it wasn't as emotional as I thought it was going to be, and it wasn't as impactful as I thought it would be. Because uh, they were they were leading up to the Void, and the whole Void coming and destroy Cybertron, and the whole conflict between Galvatron and the Autobots, and then the Decepticon appears, but then they all get brain-controlled, and they become the Void. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it wasn't it didn't really resonate with me. So it's not a bad story, but for me it's not the best story. So I'm going to have to give it a three. Oh, harsh. Holy scrap. <laughs> what, who are you and what have you done with Kilobyte? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it, if it was just when we were discussing it, I just got hyped and it wasn't what I was expecting. But I, I wanted to give it an in-between, but it's not it's not below a three. But I don't feel like it's above a three. So it's just harsh. a three. We need to stop talking to Kilo about stuff because it's dropping the score. We're adding apparently. a bias. We, we apparently added a bias to the score. Goodness gracious. All right. Well, that's our rating. But you, the <laughs> listeners, what would you rate this comment? Let us know in the comments below. Can we just can we just get a load of fives and then one of you guys down there say Kilo about it's wrong? Thank you. Yeah, let, let us know. Is Kilobyte wrong or is he justified? Let us know in the comments. All right, moving on. We're now done with Volume 7 Chaos. We're going to talk about Phase 1 as a whole. All of everything we just talked about in the last few months, uh, episodes, all of it. We're going to talk about our likes, our dislikes, our favorite comics, our favorite scenes, our least favorite scenes, etc. as a whole of Phase 1. Are you guys ready for this? I guess. All right, let's start off with our favorite comics, because uh, I want to get that out in the open. <laughs> I think of Phase 1, there's a lot here to enjoy. There's some really good hitters. Megatron's Origins, the Autocracy Trilogy, Last Santa of the Wreckers, obviously, and the finale here. My opinion, obviously, not Kilo's. But the finale here. <laughs> 
I see how it's going to be now. Those are uh, my favorite of the uh, entire series. Any, uh, what, what's your thoughts? What's your favorite comics? We'll talk about those ones and then we'll dive into favorite scenes. Uh, number one for me is probably, always, always, at least for this series or phase one, is always going to be uh, All Hail Megatron. Oh, well, that's another good one. Yeah, that one's always going to be my number one for this phase. And then the second below that, it's definitely going to be Megatron Origins. And then after that would be Chaos. Yeah, Kilobyte? Um, I really liked Origins. Uh, it gave me more of a backstory for Megatron uh, and kind of made me like the character more because uh, uh, I grew up and it was like, he's the bad guy. So I just didn't really care for him. So uh, it made me really like him more. Last Son of the Records was a very fun one, a very good one. I learned more of uh, how gruesome the world of Transformers is. So uh, I also very enjoyed that one. I think uh, those have to be. Other ones are kind of like I, I, I like them because I learned more of characters, but not necessarily like the whole story was like the best. Yeah, you like so, the, the character lore, right? Yeah, I like meeting new characters and learning more about them uh, and then seeing them and, and like seeing back all, all the favorites that I've enjoyed since I was little. So th- that's why they might be the best ones. But overall, I think those two would be my top two. So we're going to flip back and forth here. So least favorite comics. So I have only two, I think, are my least favorite in phase one. And unfortunately, they both have the word hearts in them, which is not very heartful. <laughs> Uh, is Hearts of Steel and Hearts of Heart of Darkness, Hearted. both of which I can blame on like the art just not jiving with me, the story not jiving with me. The Heart of Darkness, interesting concept. I do think it could be good. Now, was it executed well? Eh. That Hearts of Steel just feels um, it. It doesn't really pull me in. Like the story's not engaging in a way. It feels very. Uh, human american fairy tale with transformers thrown in there that's it for me computron how about you yeah heart of darkness is the worst one for me (laughs) um (laughs) i actually didn't really care for uh well heart of darkness and heart of steel those are my top two and then after that would be the uh the 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 infiltration trilogy i think that's what it is oh okay the mike the michael bay bots yeah, those. Uh, gosh, I, I, <laughs> I, I. It's those, and then they did it again. There's a lot of times in these comics where we'll see Michael Baybots, and or what was it? Was it uh, Chaos Police where they did that split lip thing, and it just drove me up the wall. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. We had uh, we had to repolish that wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just, yeah, it is, it will definitely be like hardest, heart of darkness for number one, hardest steel number two. And, uh, the, I guess the infiltration trilogy. Kilo? Uh, well, I can agree with everybody that heart of darkness, <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of my least favorite, uh, like again, like just like Onyx said, the, the, the story was interesting. It's just like the execution wasn't there. Uh, and it was kind of like a jumble mess with all the, images and all the the art just itself just didn't really make it work and i not necessarily that i hate like i didn't like dislike anything else uh there's there might be here and there there are some that uh might not be uh again the probably the art wasn't the the best of it but i think the the worst one is the heart of darkness for me 
I like Harastio on the on Lesna. <laughs> I know it's not the popular opinion, but I I like the design. Yeah. So kind of sandwiching all our criticism here, let's flip back and start talking about our favorite scenes of Phase One. And I'll I'll, I'll start off first. So I found out the pattern here. A lot of my favorite scenes have been drawn and colored by Alex Milne or yeah. Ram Mondelli. <laughs> like, for example, we get a lot of these gorgeous scenes in Megatron's origin that really captures his emotions that he's going through. And it's like the beautiful artwork of his, like, I think Computron, you pointed this out, uh, Megatron's flower-like head when he removes his helmet. It's mm-hmm. like, it really captures that... Uh, human movie of what, what was it called the gladiator gladiator that was good and then remember some, the flowers remember the flowers and then the other thing that st- stands out is like when megatron is blowing up or killing zeta prime that's some really cool like the red hues the purple hues it's really beautiful pieces of art and then when megatron in this in in the last volume that read chaos is when he's facing down the void in the finale. Those to me are like one of my all-time favorite scenes, favorite arcs here. What what's your thoughts? Oh yeah. Uh every time that they decide to put Megatron on the pedestal that he deserves. I mean, you don't really see it too much in all hell Megatron, but like the pedestal he deserves like like you were saying and they just like, "Hey, here's the reason why Megatron's such a BA." And here's why. And he literally fights a god in this one. And it, it's always a good time. It's always a good time. Yeah. What are, uh, what are your favorite I, scenes, though? Uh, my favorite scenes, uh, well, for sure, it's going to be. Uh, I, I know I didn't put La- uh, Last End of the Wreckers up there as my favorites, but it's going to be the scene with, um, with, with, uh, what is his name? The bad guy. Overlord? Overlord. Overlord, jeez. Uh, it's going to be the scene where Overlord kind of catches on fire. Oh, that's a good one too, yeah. Yeah, that one. And um, I'm going to say a lot of my favorites came from like... Uh, one, the gladiator scene, obviously. But I'm trying to <laughs> kind of come up with my own because I don't want to take your stuff. <laughs> uh, oh, <good. laughs> I, you just have good taste. The, right? the, 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 monstro- <laughs> the monstrosity or was it the monstrosity? Blah, 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 the autocracy trilogy. A yeah. lot of my favorite stuff came from there. Um, specifically, I loved seeing the art style for Triptychon. Oh, yeah. yeah. When Triptychon decided that he was just going to, you know, impale Metroplex. That's my favorite scene from this phase. And then, um, let's see, let me give me one more. Uh, my last favorite one's probably going to be, uh, this is a good one I'm trying to think of, is, is, is um, <laughs> I think it was Maximum Dinobots, which maybe it was like a scene from like a back of a comic where you, oh, it was this one. It was, <laughs> gosh, I forgot. It was the scene where you see uh, Shockwave and the Dinobots kind of fighting off. And I think it was the back of this comic. Like it was like, or not back of a comic, but it was like a highlights at the end of this comic. I don't oh, know if like the art gallery? Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't very much an art gallery. It was um, when they were telling, uh, why can I not remember names today? Um, what's his name? The the guy that was storytelling. <laughs> Alpha Tryon? Alpha Tryon. When uh, they were giving him suggestions to uh, tell a story every once in a while or like one of the, every time they do a suggestion, they do like a like a highlight 
from like whatever comics that we've read before. So like when Optimus and Megatron fight. Um, oh, so you're talking about in the epilogue of Chaos Volume. Yes, yes. Um, my favorite scene in there. <laughs> Ironically, my favorite scene is one, it's Megatron fighting Devoid, but in there, it's going to be when uh, Shockwave and Dinobots are fighting. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, the, the, with the original, they were, when they, when they had their organic skins on. Yeah. Yeah. When they had their organic skins on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I see. Kill uh, I agree with Onyx that uh, Alex Milne is uh, my favorite artist. Not to uh, kind of make the other artists uh, mad or anything like that. Their, their art is beautiful, everything's unique. I just feel like Alex Milne's art is very vibrant and the designs for the characters themselves are very smooth and very uh, expressive. Um, one of my favorite scenes is from the ROM versus Transformers, the Ultra Magnus there that's been taken over by the Wraiths. Oh, the Wraith Magnus. Yeah, that 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 scene just looks so awesome. And that thing was scary looking. <laughs> it is scary looking. I, I want a toy of that. <laughs> third parties we're looking at you <laughs> yeah make a toy i also forgot to say i also really like that alex moan like did like a little uh easter eggs in his art sometimes yeah like the the one kilobyte pointed out with uh tar yeah yeah he was in the background in the in the star trek toys in star jar's room yeah, yeah. that was a good yeah. time that so is there anything good. else we want to talk about about phase one as a whole i like just seeing new characters and and old characters that don't have a lot of the spotlight to show up and i like yeah. uh especially learning about characters that i've seen before and haven't really learned much about them like the drift origins that was a, a very good one i really like the art as well seeing uh sky blast in the rom versus transformers at least for a little bit <laughs> that was very fun yeah that this entire series and going forward gives all the Transformers a unique personality. There's no one bot that's just a copy and paste of another. They all have their unique personality, and that is what I can really appreciate about this continuity. It's not like in the G1 TV show. Like, there's several characters that are almost copy and paste of another, but they just transform to something different, or they sound exactly the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I do want to point out, though, um, is that... Um, one thing we've read through phase one is a lot of the storylines aren't necessarily all cohesive. You know, yeah. like Last Stand of the Wreckers kind of wasn't too much cohesive with what all the other stuff, if that makes any sense. Like Variety was like, yeah, Variety was with Ultra Madness, and you're like, how did she get there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And so one thing that we're going to see going forward, and this is where I'm, well, I kind of appreciate phase two a little bit, and this is absolutely no spoilers, is that the, uh, the storylines are all very cohesive and they're all kind of very well integrated and the long-term storyline is very well defined. Yeah, everything's connected. Everything, all plot points will soon come to a singular point. There's a few that are not revisited upon, but it's usually because like the, the comic company decided like we're done here so they didn't have time to do that but that's okay it doesn't affect the major plot points um but yeah uh, what would in phase one rod star rating we're gonna do it a little bit different here out of 10 <laughs> rod stars what would you rate all of phase one uh if i were to rip apart the trilogies like autocracy infiltration all hell megatron i guess you can call that a trilogy uh uh, the chaos is. I'd give all of those in like combined 
an eight, but with all the fillers, uh, probably drop it to like a seven and a half. Okay. Oh, we're going to tens now. Yeah, really? ten, 10 for the phases, five for the individual volumes. Killbyte, how about you? Um, I think I would give it a, a, a seven uh, overall. Uh, it had some good storylines. It had some beautiful art. And I think it, it was more uh, kind of like positive things that I could take from it than negative. So I think that's why it's a seven. I think I'll, I'll give this an eight. An 8 out of 10. All of phase 1. But listeners, let us know in the comments or send us an email at Bar Podcast and let us know what you would rate phase 1 of the Transformers comics. And this is the last episode of season 1 of our show. So if you've enjoyed the show, let us know by either liking, subscribing, or sending us an email. But uh, we'll be back with season 2, continuing our journey into IDW 2009 phase two of the story what will happen next Killbite, do you have any theories at this point of what you think is going to happen next going forward i don't know what the bet the next big bat thing could be but uh based on what happened at the end of chaos i can assume uh it's going to be like a new prosperity for cybertron hopefully the bots that are still there that remember the war uh, are gonna make a difference and uh the whole Autobot and Decepticon side has been kind of like nullified and we could see uh, a united Cybertron. Yeah, that'd be cool if that happens. If that Uh, happens. (laughs) If that happens. Yeah, if that happens. So are you two ready for Transformers, Death of Optimus Prime, and More Than Meets the Eye, Volume 1 for our next read? I'm ready. Yep. Yeah. But first, listeners, we're going to take a week off, so we'll see you in two weeks. And, and maybe next time Waspinate will co-host. Oh, hey, Waspinate, how long have you been standing there? I'm always standing here. Well, maybe next time you can help me co-host a Kilobytes Corner? Oh, really? Oh, joy, oh, joy, kids, wait. Yeah, I, uh... Anyways. Okay, okay, I, I get it, I get it. Continuing on. If you've enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. We hope you all are staying safe out there, and thank you so much for listening. Till all are one. Till all are one. Till all are one. Till all are one! Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar if you are interested in more content. Try checking out the spinoff D&D Transform and Rollout Rise of the World Killers. Let's tune in for a preview now. You gotta behave. You gotta lay low. You're asking too much for me. If I swear to Primus, I will not hesitate to lock you on your room in the ship. Let's just say that if I get this grappling hook, I will be in better behavior than I would be if I didn't get the grappling hook. She kind of stares. Alright, but you're still on thin ice, but fine. Exhilarating. There is also a YouTube channel with bonus content. Link will be provided below. End transmission.